0: Are you ready to dive into the powerful truth the Kingdom of Heaven has for us? Let's join our host, Ruth Hendrickson, for Real Truth with Ruth as we dive into the Word of God. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you. As always, I so appreciate your joining. We're going to talk about peace today. We're going to talk about finding peace in a troubled world. So I want to encourage you to invite others to join us. Um, You know, just we are in a season where no matter where you live, I would suggest, I would guess that there's moments where you need an extra measure of peace, where it feels like things are falling apart, where the waters are really troubled, where it's very dark, where it's very stormy. And it can be really hard during these seasons to get your footing. And so one of the things that we look at when we go to scripture is that the Bible, the word of God, our plumb line, the truth, okay? It promises us peace that surpasses understanding. But in times of trouble, for many, that peace can really seem like a false hope. It can seem like an unobtainable promise. It, it's like we, we look at the words and all it is, is is print on a page as opposed to the living word of God. And so, you know, one of the things that happens when we're, when we're struggling to find peace is it becomes this very conscious day-to-day decision as to where we're going to be grounded, where we're going to be rooted, where we're going to be established. And sometimes it can feel like we've, we've actually just clawed our way up to, to a place where we're breathing a little easier and something else happens and wham, we're right back down again. And we have to start the process all over again. So in, in a troubling season or in a troubled world, um, it can can actually be tiring to try to stay in that place of peace. And so one of the things that we're learning each time we claw our way back up is we're actually learning to stay in in the arms of our father, okay? Because that, as you know, that's the only place where there's truly peace. And so many people who I've ministered to through Masha Ministry as a pastor, um, either way, one of the things we see is that through the difficulties of life, when they make the choice, when any of us make the choice to really diligently seek God, to seek this pay, this peace, to believe that it's obtainable, that we're becoming stronger and stronger. And what happens is when we get hit again. Um, It doesn't take as long to get back there. Not saying that we don't go down. I'm just saying it doesn't take as long to get back to that place of peace in the middle of the storm. And so, what we want to do today is we want to take a look at Philippians. So, we want to hear what Paul has to say. Then, we're also going to go into the Psalms for a little bit. Because as we go through this, I think we're really going to be getting some phenomenal keys just to help us as we process. So, again, if if you believe that the Bible is the inspired word of God, just shout out amen right now. If that's what you believe, then that means that if if in the word of God, the living word of God, the active word of God, the word of God that's useful for teaching, that has the promises of God, that means that that peace surpasses understanding is possible and that we're not going to be able to wrap our heads around it in the natural because it's peace that surpasses or goes beyond our ability to understand. And that right there can be hard because we want to understand. It's like we demand to be able to understand. But yet God's saying right here that there are, there are things that we go through, things that happen to us, things that happen around us that we're not going to grasp. We're not going to understand. And that there's a peace that surpasses that. There's a peace that comes in despite our not being able to understand. There's a there's a peace that we won't be able to fully, even like, like what? How did that come in? Where did it come from? I mean, we we know it comes from heaven. We know it comes from God, but yet we can't rationalize it. And you see, that's something that the world needs to see, because they're those around us are looking for an anchor they're looking for something to grab onto you know I was on a tram the other day in the airport and you know when they've got the the straps all over the place because when you see something to grab onto a bar or a strap in this case I had to reach up to grab onto a strap over my head the reason is because as that tram moves it's gonna it's gonna jerk it's gonna rock some And they don't want you to fall over. Well, you see, God with that peace that surpasses understanding, it's it's an invitation to reach up and grab onto that strap so that no matter what happens, we stay standing. So with that said, let's go into the word. Let's go into Philippians 4. We're going to start at verse 6. We're going to read it out of the Passion Translation because I just want you to hear it with a little bit of different wording. This is such a common, well-known verse that we just read over. So I want to read it out of the Passion Translation. It says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart in and through Jesus Christ. Okay, let's stop there just for a moment. Okay, don't be pulled in different directions. Um, some of us, we don't feel like we're getting pulled in different directions. Others, you're like, you feel like you're being pulled all over the place. Like if you're old enough to remember Gumby, it's, it's like, that's what you feel like. How, how far will I be stretched until I break? Okay. And that's something that Gumby was this green rubber figure and it very stretchable what it was made out of the material it was made of, out of, and as a kid, like we'd stretch and stretch and stretch and see if we could break it, but it just did not break easy. And you see, so here's the thing, we're we're not easily broken, okay? So, but we're not to be pulled in those different directions. In other words, we're to be so steadfastly grounded, rooted on the rock of who Jesus is, that we go right back to the word, we go right back to the plumb line. I find it harder not to be worried. Like, I can feel like I'm not maybe being pulled in different directions, but that worry can come crashing in. Can you relate to that? It can become... Crashing in, but here's the thing goes on and it says, be saturated in prayer throughout each day. Be saturated. If I am in a place where I'm saturated in prayer, where I'm saturated in the things of God. Then it's really difficult to be pulled in different directions and worry has a really difficult time staying around Why? Because I'm saturated in prayer. I'm saturated in the things of God. Now, it's not going into denial. It goes on and it says, offer your faith-filled requests before God. So in other words, I make a conscious decision or a choice that the word of God is true. It is my plumb line. The promises of God are yes and amen. So that's where I'm going to come from. That's where my prayers, those saturated prayers are going to rise from with overflowing gratitude because he is the faithful and true. My life may feel like it's falling apart. Your life may feel like it's falling apart. His is not falling apart. And so that, that becomes my grounding place where I can tell him every detail of my life. And I love that because I will talk to God about anything. And as we do that, so as we're not pulled in different directions, as we don't give worry a foothold, as we're saturated in prayer, as we offer our faith-filled requests before God, as gratitude comes in and just gushes out and overflows, as we're telling him every detail of our life, then, just say then, God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding, what it does is it puts this guard or this protective hedge around our hearts. So our part is not to be pulled in different directions, not to worry, to be in prayer, to offer the faith-filled requests, to to. Br- you know, be filled with gratitude and thanksgiving stand on the promises of God the faithfulness of God in the years before okay where you've made it through those tough times where you've seen him come through thank him for those go back and reach in and pull those into the moment and say God I'm going to stand because of this I'm going to stand because I've seen your faithfulness here I'm going to stand because of your faithfulness here in other words we're making the decision to align with who he is and what he has done even in the midst of pain grief trauma unknowings, you can fill in the blank as we do that, then his peace that transcends human understanding. In other words, we've still got all this going on, but then that peace like wraps around your heart and hems it in on every side. Okay. Because you're a son of of God, you're a daughter of God, your, your savior is Jesus Christ. Okay. Remember even, you know, take, take heart in this too, that Jesus is interceding for you through this season. Okay. It goes on to verse eight. Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Okay. Let's stop there. Keep your thoughts continually fixed on what is authentic and real. We have a responsibility to guard our minds. We know that in the media, there's a great bias happening right now. We know that there's an agenda. We know that um, the news is not necessarily the news. We know that through our schools, there's a lot of brainwashing going on. We know that people are being trained not to think as opposed to thinking more of a socialism type thing rather than then learning to, you'll know, have the mind of Christ to think, to have an opinion to, to, you know, go. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that's authentic and real. How do you know what is authentic and real? Big question right now. That's been, I can listen to any news channel and I'll have a huge question because it's so hard to sort out what is authentic and what is real. And we can run into that also in things that happen in our lives, things that come at us, not just at a at a national level or a world level, but there can be things that happen at work or in our families. We're like, what on earth is going on? What's the truth? Okay, keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real. How do we know what's authentic and real? Number one, the thing we know, the rock is the word of God. So we get into the word, we get steeped in the word of God. Why is this so important with everything going on around us, with everything coming at us from the media and from our friends, our neighbors, our family, how do we determine what's, what's real as we get into the word of God, as we're saturated, as we, as we get into that, it actually gives us a plumb line and because of who God is and because of God knows everything and nothing's hidden from him, then what it also does is it releases within us a discerning spirit. And when we have that discerning spirit, we begin to recognize what's real and what's not. Okay. We, we begin to separate the truth from the lies. We get, begin to sense the manipulation. Okay. Because God is a God of truth. Truth brings freedom. We're to be changing the world, not the world changing us. The only way we can change the world is to be well grounded on the word of God. So, here's the deal: What are you letting in? Okay, what are you What are you focusing on? One of the reasons that that the that the pandemic was able to usher in such fear is because we didn't focus on things that were authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. Okay, we did not fasten our thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. That's not sticking our head in the hole. It's just saying, I'm gonna navigate this season holding on for dear life to the word of God and who my God is. Because fear can't have a home. Because I have been promised Peace. I've been promised peace that surpasses understanding or transcends understanding. So that has to be my focus. And with that, I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to praise Him always. Verse nine goes on and it says, Put into practice the example of all you have heard from me or seen in my life, and the God of peace will be with you in all things. The idea here that Paul's saying it actually implies ongoing daily effort. And I've been weaving that concept as I've been talking ongoing daily effort. In other words, it's a lifestyle, not a one-time event. You know, so often we talk about, we need to change our eating and we need, you know, it has to be not, it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. Okay. So what, what's our lifestyle with our walk with the Lord? What's the daily effort that we put in? Are we doing a 30 day fix? Are we doing a lifestyle of the word of God? The other thing is, Paul saying, you know, you you go and do what you've seen me do. In other words, one of the things we have to be really aware of, no matter what the season is, is that others are watching. And they're watching how we handle the season. And that matters more than we realize because we tend to be self-focused. But the way God's created us is that we watch others. Think of how often you watch others. In fact, as you go through today, just look at how often you're watching somebody else. You're out and about. Take note of how often you're looking at the way somebody dresses, the way they move, the type of car that they drive, what they say, how their hair is done, what they're wearing. Okay, take and, and note. You're watching. Okay, well, people are watching you also. And sometimes I think that as believers, we like we wear this sign which says, you know, in the spiritual, which says, watch me, watch how I'm living my life. Why? Because we're supposed to bring peace. We're, we're supposed to bring change. We're supposed to bring heaven to earth. We're supposed to walk in signs, wonders, miracles, healings, you know, all the things of the Lord, you know, as sons and daughters with, with his DNA, we're supposed to be change agents. And so quite honestly, it needs to come to a point where when we walk into the room, we usher in peace. We usher in the kingdom of heaven into that room. And and as I say that, we all have a long way to go, but we need to understand what we're created for and, and what we're called to. So Paul's, Paul didn't have an easy life, okay? It wasn't all wonderful. It wasn't easy, but he's saying, model what you've continually seen within me. He also tells them, um, if you go back to Philippians 3.17, he tells them to actually imitate his walk with God. Another question, who are you imitating? As you go through this thing called life, who are you imitating? Who am I imitating? So one of the things that happens is when we feel like peace is really elusive or we quite can't quite grab onto it. Who's the first person in scripture we relate to? Oh, we go right to Job, don't we? Oh my gosh, how he went through. I just feel like Job, everything's being stripped away. And you know what? Job did suffer and he did grieve and he did cry out. But you know, who wouldn't? All hell broke loose on his life, literally. Okay, literally, everything got stripped away. But here's what we don't focus on quite as much. What didn't Job do? Through all of this, sackcloth, ashes, you know, um, just just the the level of grief that he stepped into. What didn't he do? He didn't turn away from God and he didn't curse God. He didn't turn away and he didn't curse. How are you handling the difficult season? Because that where we focus, what we do impacts how we handle that season and the influence we have on those around us. And if we can, if we can find peace or not. So in this troubled world in in everything going on, we have a lot of questions. Yes. Amen. You have a lot of questions. I sure do. And in fact, usually those questions are, are, I have more on the question side than I have on the answer side okay, that's just truth. There's all these things I'd like to know. That's my, the way my mind works. And I, I have truth. I have the promises of God, but sometimes they like don't quite connect the way I want them to. But it, within that mist, within wrestling through all that, one of the questions I have to ask is with each unanswered question, am I turning to God or am I turning away from him? Where am I looking for the answers? What am I doing? Or here's another way. I mean, this can sound harsh, but am I cursing God or am I leaning into him? Am I blessing God? What am I doing? So let's take a moment and go to the Psalms. Now, there's just two I want to point out for time. One is Psalm 102 and the other is Psalm 115. Okay, so Psalm 102, we actually don't know who wrote it. There's, there's a number of opinions on it, but we don't know for sure who wrote it. Um, what we do know is it describes Jerusalem in a state of ruin. It's not an easy season. The psalmist actually cries out for God to listen to his prayer and for his cry to help. He feels that God is hiding from him. Can you relate? Sometimes it's God's just silent, it feels like he's hiding. In fact, he actually says, For my days of happiness have gone up in smoke. My body is raging with fever. My heart is sick, consumed by illness, and it goes on in this vein sleepless, cold, friendless. But you know what? Verses eleven and twelve, you see this, you see this shift for a bit, where he says he. Verse eleven says, "My days are marked by the lengthening shadows of death." It's not an easy season, right? I'm withering away, and there's nothing left of me. Verse twelve, but, but then, okay. So my days, this this is hard. I feel like I'm dying. But then I remember that you, O Lord, still sit enthroned as king over all. The fame of your name will be revealed to every generation. I know you are about to arise and show your tender love in Zion. Now is the time, Lord, for your compassion and mercy to be poured out. The appointed time has come. And you see it goes on. He still talks about weeping and he still talks about mourning. He's still crying out, you know, verse 24, I cry out to you, my God, father of eternity, please don't let me die. I know that my life isn't finished. But then he goes on and, you know, by the time we hit verse uh, 28, generation after generation, our descendants will live securely. For you're the one protecting us, keeping us for yourself. You know, it's it's. It's the recognition in the midst of the pain as to who God is. If we go to uh, Psalm 115, if you have your Bible, just turn there with me. Psalm 115. And what caught my eye, I was actually looking for something else. And again, I, I was happened to be in the tr- Passion Translation. And they have this big title, Psalm 115, the only true hero. Think about that, Psalm one, the. the The only true hero. Who is your hero? Who's the only true hero? And it begins right out God, glorify your name. Yes, your name alone be glorified, not ours. For you are the one who loves us passionately and you are faithful and true. Why should the unbelievers mock us, saying, Where is this God of yours? But we know, and you could just say right now, but I know God rules from the heavens and he takes delight in all that he does. Goes on and talks about the unbelievers worshiping what they make and their wealth and their work. What are you worshiping? You need to keep a a check on that because that's one of those little foxes that just sneaks in and can actually steal our peace, especially with the stock market going up and down and up and down. What are you depending on for your future? What are you depending on for your security, the stock market or the Lord? Easier said than done. Okay. But we go back and we're like, okay, God, or are you depending on your retirement plan? What are you depending on? Okay. And so, you know, that's one of the reasons that we talk about the more wealth there is, the harder it is to depend on God. And that's why we see such a radical faith among the poor, because there's there's no other option. And so, you know, we need to we need to keep a a close eye on that. Um, But here's I want to go to verse nine. So trust in the Lord, all his people, for he is the only true hero. Hear that? He's the only true hero. The wrap around God, who is our shield. Remember, we talked about in fact the Philippians, that wrap around peace. Okay, around our hearts, that wrap around peace. Um, let's see, verse 10. You, his priest, remember you're a priest. Revelation tells us this: you, his priests, trust in the Lord, for he is the only true hero. God wrapped around us as our shield. Yes, all his lovers who bow before him trust in the Lord, for he is our only true hero. God wrapped around us as our shield. The Lord will never forget us in our need. He will bless us indeed. And it goes on. So if you're struggling today to find your peace, if you're, if you're struggling to, to find that footing, that firm foundation to saturate your mind with the things of the Lord, I would encourage you to pull out Psalm 115. You can always Google it in the passion translation and read through it and, and, And begin to worship, begin to praise, begin to look for how God stands as your only hero. And allow the Holy Spirit to bring the light places that are actually keeping you away from peace rather than stepping into peace. And just release those to the Lord and ask for his forgiveness. Because you are created, whatever's going on around us, and and hear me, easier said than done. But I I go on the word of God and I'll radically stand on the word of God. And I'm like, God, if this is what you said, then it's possible. So I have to learn how to get there. I have to learn to submit to you. I have to work on my belief system so that when it feels like Job, all hell's breaking loose, when I'm trying to hang on to a strap you know, and things are rocking and shaking or things are rocking and rolling and I don't even realize that I need to reach up and grab that strap. Okay, that I learned to hang on and allow your peace that I trust in your peace because that's the promise from the very kingdom of heaven. All right, I know I've gone long today, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, you know this world that we're living in and God, you know how much is rocking and rolling and swaying and everything that's coming against us and everything that's trying to change our belief system, move us away from you rather than towards you. And so Father, we come before you right now and we say that we, we are hard-pressed on every side. We say that life is difficult. We, we say that um, there's, a, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of insecurity right now. But Lord, your word says, your word says that peace is possible. So Father, we ask, we invite your wraparound peace to just totally surround our hearts. And right now, we just say thank you. We say thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. I really feel the Holy Spirit saying that somebody's listening to this and there's going, you have no idea what I'm going through. There is no peace. And I want you to know that the word of God is yes and amen. There is peace. There is peace for you. And you might need to, as a prophetic act right now, you know, like take your Bible and kind of grab onto it and hold it up like it's one of those those um, hand things that you grab onto. You know, if you're on a bus or a subway somewhere where you can stand and it's moving so you don't fall, you might need to just put your hand up and say, I'm going to grab onto that safety strap. And Lord, I invite your wraparound presence. And again, what are you feeding into your mind? Stop intentionally worship, intentionally get into the word, go and, you know, like I said, pull out Psalm 115 and And just really begin to saturate yourself in the presence of God. You will break through. You will break through. Do not give up. You will break through. Because that's God's desire. That's his plan. So don't stop short. Don't give up. All right. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for sharing this. A couple things. One, if you've never visited the website, please do do so. RuthHendrickson.com. Again, the website's RuthHendrickson.com. If these are ministering to you, you want to sow into the ministry, we invite you to do that. Just ask the Lord about it. And again, go to the website, ruthendrickson.com. There's a donation link there. We are a 501c3. So here in the United States, um, what you give goes into ministry. And of course it's tax deductible. And also, you know, just finally, if you're really struggling and you need some help, grabbing onto that strap. The website's also where you can connect with our Mishaw team, which is our emotional healing and deliverance team. And thank God for the all the, you know, the electronic stuff that we have, where technology is at, because that team ministers around the world. We're not restricted by um, miles anymore. And so, you know, you can find all the information for Masha on there and um, the application, the cost for ministry, because we want to see you walking surrounded. We want to see you walking in that wraparound piece so that when people see you, they know there's something different. And you'll be able to say, let me introduce you to my savior, to the God of all peace. Have a great day and be so blessed. Hey, everyone, before you go, I want to make you aware of something. This is for our ladies. We have an annual Pastors Leaders Retreat. It is October 10th to 13th, 2022. It is in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. And this is a time really designed for leaders, those who are always taking others on the retreat and ministering to everyone else and don't get a chance to get away themselves. This is for you. You will have time with God. You're going to get some great teaching gear just for those in high level leadership. You're going to build relationship with other leaders. And so it's just really a powerful time to get away, to take some time apart, to grow in the Lord, to get your vessel filled up so that you can continue to pour into others. So again, the dates are October 10 to 13. And you can find all the information on my website. So if you just go to ruthhendrickson.com, go under events, you will see this retreat. Space is limited. We keep it very, very small because we want that intimate, safe, personal connection. So we have a few spaces left. So I wanted to let you know, again, the dates are October 10 to 13th. It's in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. And you can find all the information on the website, ruthhendrickson.com. Under events, look for Time Apart, and I hope to see some of you guys there. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to comment, like, review, and share it with others to help us reach more people. We also invite you to like and follow Ruth Hendrickson Ministries on Facebook or subscribe to the YouTube channel. We welcome your prayers and financial partnership to make this podcast possible. If you would like to financially support this ministry, please visit our website. Ruth